This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle Bells! Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show (laughs) with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Time to welcome in the man, the myth, the legend, the master of time, space, and dimension. Yes, it's the Joe Ingles Show once again on 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. The Joe Ingles Show, brought to you by your hardworking friends at Mountainland Supply. For all your plumbing and irrigation needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com. Joe joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Joe, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well. You know, I've, I've, heard, right. I've heard of positionless basketball, and I know it's a, a trend we've been talking about forever, and it's getting more true as more people are switching everything. But, man, watching you, you and Carl Anthony Towns go at it. How often do you play center in your life? <laughs> I, can't, I can't say I've done that very often. Um, or, or guard at a center. But um, I guess, yeah, kind of like you said, that the game is very different. Um, I mean, even just from just from last year to this year, Towns was playing the four. Um, I think he had Taj Gibson starting next to him and um, at the five, and yeah, everyone's kind of moving up a position and making it smaller. So um, I think I don't think there's many teams. I think we were probably one of the the last teams. I always remember the obviously the Memphis with Gasol and Randolph, and then I think us with Rudy and Fave were kind of the one of the kind of last teams to really do it. And then, um, yeah, everyone's... I mean, there's been times where we've played, um, obviously, Jeff at the five this year. Jeff was a three-man a few years ago. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of the way it is, the, the way the game's going a little bit. Is he the biggest, not, and not necessarily just tallest or longest, but he is he the biggest, strongest, most athletic guy you've ever been asked to match up with? Um... I guess if you are referring to like actually where coaches said to me, hey, go and guard this guy. Um, he's obviously, I don't know what they list him at. He probably got listed a bit shorter like everyone else, but um, obviously near seven foot and kind of plays like a guard, really. He, yeah. he kind of sh- he shoots. I think he's second in the league. We were saying in our scouting report, he, I think he's second in the league of three-pointers made. So... Pretty impressive for a, for a center, and um, yeah, like I said, it's kind of changing the game a little bit. So it's uh, you just got to figure out each night and each way, figure out a way to win, and um, we're obviously able to do that from the first game to the second game against them. Yeah. So uh, in your mind, what was the biggest difference between games one and two in this little mini series, mini matchup with Minnesota? Um, I mean, I think Rudy. I don't know what you want to call it, adjusted maybe. Um, I think Towns is one of those kind of unique players in the league that you've got to play differently to other guys, to different standards, to, to, to different guards. And um, I think even Rudy would say he's probably had a bit, bit, a bit too much space and 
like I guess the way we play, Rudy's usually protecting the rim, but for him to have to be up there was, was different. And um, obviously he watched it and learned pretty quickly from that first game. I think he shot 15 threes in the first game. I don't know how many he shot last night, but it, maybe four or five. Um, Rudy did a, a hell of a job of um, making it really tough on him. Uh, I remember looking up at one point um, and he had like three or four points or something and it was in the third quarter. So Rudy, Rudy did an amazing job on him. I think for us offensively, I think when, when you make shots, um, it takes a bit of pressure off your, off your defense. And, and we were able to make shots last night, um, which took a bit of pressure off, but then we, yeah, we were able to get some stops too. And like I said, slowing down towns is obviously a pretty important part of their team. You know, I thought that uh, Rudy was really fired up and flying all over the place. And I also thought Carl Anthony Towns from uh, how much he was talking in the two games to just kind of the smiles when he hit a shot in the body language. It seemed like there was a little extra juice. And, you know, you're playing 82 games and they're just coming at you one after another. Did you feel that and notice that or no? I think, honestly, I think they've had a little... I don't think they would ever... Either of them would ever take away from their team winning the game or not, but I think there's always a, a battle going on. I think they've they've kind of been compared a lot in their careers in terms of um, All-Stars, All-NBA, all that kind of stuff. I don't think, like I said, I don't think Rudy would try and do something over the top that would hurt our, I guess, hurt our team for us to get a win. But, I mean, it, it just, it is what it is. It's... Um, two guys that are at the very, very top of their positions. and um, I mean, I think Towns made the All-Star game. Rudy made All-NBA. There's always, uh, as much as you don't want to play individually or or focus on an individual kind of battle in a game, I mean, there's always going to be a little bit of that. And I think um, they're obviously both really competitive and want to win and want to be great players. And they they enjoy... I mean, you've got a a really good offensive kind of popping center versus defensive player of the year. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty good battle to watch. Did it feel different uh, for you, and, and do you like it as a scheduling thing? Would you like to see the NBA go to it more? It seems like four or five times a year you get these sequences where you're playing a team, if not back-to-back, you know, still twice in a week. And so does it up the level of preparation and up the quality of ball? I mean, it's almost like a mini playoff series, really. Yeah. Like, you it's, uh, the, the thing I don't like about it is I think it's re- I think it's really hard to beat a team, obviously twice in a row, um, or three times in three weeks or whatever the schedule is. I think it's it's tough. It's you can adjust obviously so much, um, like you do in a playoff series. You play game one and you, you make a ton of adjustments to game two, and obviously playing them on whatever day it was and running it back two days later, you can watch the film and, and really adjust and in that in that span of time, especially when you play them twice in a row, there's not too much that the team's gonna change. Um, obviously for them Wiggins is back. Um, but your style isn't changing the way you play. I think if you play a team in September, October and then you don't play them till February, it's, it, it can be a lot different because you figure out more about your team and about the, the, the way you got the, the the way your team plays, the players on your team. Um Maybe there's injuries. Who knows? We have a trade deadline. There's a there's a ton of things going on. So, um, I guess it's yeah. Like I said, it's it's. I think it's really hard to to win two games in a row against um, 
the same team on back-to-back nights. You know, I thought one other crazy thing that happened in that game in Minnesota was there were so many whistles in the first quarter and then very few in the second quarter, whereas in the first quarter it seemed like any every touch was a foul. It was a touch foul, just automatically. There's even just brushing by someone with contact. And obviously both coaches were mad and one coach got a tee and Quinn turned around and walked away. I thought he was getting close at one point. As a player, did you notice all the whistles and think, hey, i got to play this a little differently? Uh, this is the thing where maybe coming off the bench it gives you a different view of the game. Or did you think things were going to just kind of – they can't call fouls at this rate anyway, so let's just keep playing? Yeah, I think – I mean, as cliche as it is, you, you, don't, you don't really have a choice but to um, kind of move on and, and just focus on what your team's doing. And it's probably funny coming from a guy like me who talks to the referees – every possession but um yeah i think you just like you said you get a a feel early on on how how the game's going to be called um like you said sometimes it's there might be a lot of fouls early on there might not be later on like you just don't obviously it's 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 not different every night but you just gotta you've you've got to sit there and um kind of read how the game's being going to be played out I think we've we've done a pretty good job all year of of adjusting to referees. There's obviously times every team and every individual thinks that you're getting a hard whistle, but I mean, I I remember having a conversation with one of the referees, Tyler, last night, and I was just like, "How can you like? How can you see that when you're right there?" And then you realise, like, I mean, how much is going on with ten players out there, and there's one ball, and they're all moving, and there's only there's obviously three of them, so. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, obviously they've got a pretty tough job to do, so um, I'm very happy for them. They do a great job. <laughs> have you have you ever refereed in any way through along your career? No. When, I, when I was playing in high school, I refereed, and it was just high school uh, girls' team scrimmages, and both teams were screaming at me, and I knew a rule, and they did. I just remember thinking, this is a nightmare. I don't want to do this. I do not oh, want to do this. No, nah, yeah, it would be, it would be a tough job because – I think, and you th- uh, like you think about it a little bit, but you think we think about the preparation we do and the time that we put in, and um, obviously they have to do this, the same thing in a different way. Um, but they go back and watch film, and they get critiqued by whoever their boss or um, the lead referee or whatever it is, and they go back and okay, yeah, I definitely hundred percent will never ever be a referee. I can tell you that. Yeah, you, you can you can referee kids. That's enough. You don't need to referee a game. On top of that, uh, that's enough. Well, I have enough problem refereeing my own children in my own house. Never mind ten kids on a court. Joe Ingles joining us here on ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. You know, uh, I was listening to the broadcast last night, and I listened to a little bit of radio, a little bit of TV. So I got. To, I think it was Locke who said it, but it might have been Bowler. But they were talking about the ten new guys on the team. And I was, you know, there's a lot yeah. was made of the chemistry the last couple of years, and y'all went to dinner. As you get out and you get in the season here on the road, is there a chance to hang out and get to know guys? Because you can't force that stuff to happen. Maybe the road's a chance to get to know each other a little bit, plane rides and all that. Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, I think it was talked about the last couple of years. Um, I don't even honestly know kind of how it started. I think, well, honestly, for for the what is it, six years I've been here now. We've 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 been like that every year. It, it, I mean, there's I think there's there's teams that are obviously a bit closer than others, and maybe that was that's past relationships or whatever it is. Or um, 
But, I mean, you probably know better than me. You've been around the jazz longer than I have. But the six years I've been here, the, the I mean, a key part of their recruiting and the, the organization is, is bringing in really good guys. Um, obviously, yeah, you want great players and you want to win games. And that's kind of the, the number one priority. But you also want coachable guys and, and guys that are, are liked by the fans and that, that are doing stuff in the community and that are playing their ass off every game. And um, obviously, like we, we said, getting along off the court. And we've, I mean, I can't, I couldn't tell you a guy here in the six years I've been here that, that I think really well or um, when they were a part of the team, they, they, was, they weren't coming to team dinners or, or whatever it is. So, um, I mean, that's, I think that starts from the top and that's obviously with the Millers and, and um, how they go about life, um, kind of treating it as this, this family organization and then it kind of breeds down through, through the organization. And yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, it's been like that since I've been here, and this is this year's kind of no different to that. We we still go on team dinners when we're on the road. We hang out, um, guys. I think the other guy the other night, a few four, five, six guys went to the the Utes game. Um, I was in bed at eight thirty, so I couldn't make it. But um, yeah, it's just it's just the way it is here. I think I think it's a it's a great way, great a great way to run an organization. Eight thirty, old man, following the kids. So I'm, yeah, I'm in bed pretty early these days. Yeah, Mike. Mike actually tried. Not that you guys probably won't really care, but Mike tried to FaceTime me the other day, and we were in Utah, and I was. In, it was like eight thirty-five, and I saw the call, and I was like, "Oh, maybe something's up. Like, maybe I could answer it." I was like, "We're in Utah. It's eight thirty. He's completely fine. I'll just text him." And I texted him, and I asked what he wanted, and he was like, "I just wanted to talk." I was like, "Dude, I'm in bed. Me and Renee are laying in bed watching it." TV show or whatever we were doing. Leave, leave me alone. <laughs> All right. Memo to self. Call Joe before 7 p.m., okay? He's shutting this thing down. <laughs> you, got, you got kids to tuck in. Then. You got a show to watch. Lights out. All right. Well, Joe, we appreciate a few minutes. Uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you. You'll be on an Eastern road trip next week. Good luck with that. No worries. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. There's Joe Ingles. Shutting her down early.